Hello and welcome to day 52 of our Bible reading course. Today's passage is one of the most wonderful in the whole of the Old Testament. Isaiah chapter 52 verse 13 to the end of chapter 55. Let's pray. God of glory, may you be glorified now as I listen to your word and apply it to my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. See, my servant will act wisely. He will be raised and lifted up and highly exalted. Just as there were many who were appalled at him, his appearance was so disfigured beyond that of any human being, and his form marred beyond human likeness, so he will sprinkle many nations, and kings will shut their mouths because of him. For what they were not told, they will see, and what they have not heard, they will understand. Who has believed our message, and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? He grew up before him like a tender shoot, and like a root out of dry ground. He had no beauty or majesty to attract us to him, nothing in his appearance that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by mankind, a man of suffering and familiar with pain. Like one from whom people hide their faces, he was despised, and we held him in low esteem. Surely he took up our pain and bore our suffering. Yet we considered him punished by God, stricken by him and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him, and by his wounds we are healed. We all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned to our own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before its shearers is silent, so he did not open his mouth. By oppression and judgment he was taken away, Yet who of his generation protested? For he was cut off from the land of the living. For the transgression of my people he was punished. He was assigned a grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death, though he had done no violence, nor was any deceit in his mouth. Yet it was the Lord's will to crush him and cause him to suffer. And though the Lord makes his life an offering for sin, he will see his offspring and prolong his days, and the will of the Lord will prosper in his hand. After he has suffered, he will see the light of life and be satisfied. By his knowledge my righteous servant will justify many, and he will bear their iniquities. Therefore I will give him a portion among the great, and he will divide the spoils with the strong, because he poured out his life unto death and was numbered with the transgressors. For he bore the sin of many, and made intercession for the transgressors. Sing, barren woman, you who never bore a child. Burst into song, shout for joy, you who are never in labour. Because more are the children of the desolate woman than of her who has a husband, says the Lord. Enlarge the place of your tent, Stretch your tent curtains wide. Do not hold back. 
lengthen your cords, strengthen your stakes. For you will spread out to the right and to the left. Your descendants will dispossess nations and settle in their desolate cities. Do not be afraid. You will not be put to shame. Do not fear disgrace. You will not be humiliated. You will forget the shame of your youth and remember no more the reproach of your widowhood. For your Maker is your husband. The Lord Almighty is his name. The Holy One of Israel is your Redeemer. He is called the God of all the earth. The Lord will call you back, as if you were a wife deserted and distressed in spirit, a wife who married young, only to be rejected, says your God. For a brief moment I abandoned you, but with deep compassion I will bring you back. In a surge of anger I hid my face from you for a moment, but with everlasting kindness I will have compassion on you, says the Lord your Redeemer. To me this is like the days of Noah, when I swore that the waters of Noah would never again cover the earth. So now I have sworn not to be angry with you, never to rebuke you again. Though the mountains be shaken and the hills be removed, yet my unfailing love for you will not be shaken, nor my covenant of peace be removed, says the Lord, who has compassion on you. Afflicted city, lashed by storms and not comforted, I will rebuild you with stones of turquoise, your foundations with lapis lazuli. I will make your battlements of rubies, your gates of sparkling jewels, and all your walls of precious stones. All your children will be taught by the Lord, and great will be their peace. In righteousness you will be established, tyranny will be far from you, you will have nothing to fear. Terror will be far removed, it will not come near you. If anyone does attack you, it will not be my doing. Whoever attacks you will surrender to you. See, it is I who created the blacksmith, who fans the coals into flame and forges a weapon fit for its work. And it is I who have created the destroyer to wreak havoc. No weapon forged against you will prevail, and you will refute every tongue that accuses you. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and this is their vindication from me, declares the Lord. Come, all you who are thirsty, come to the waters. And you who have no money, come, buy and eat. Come, buy wine and milk, without money and without cost. Why spend money on what is not bread, and your labour on what does not satisfy? Listen, listen to me, and eat what is good, and you will delight in the richest of fare. Give ear and come to me. Listen, that you may live. I will make an everlasting covenant with you, my faithful love promised to David. See, I have made him a witness to the peoples, a ruler and a commander of the peoples. Surely you will summon nations you know not, and nations you do not know will come running to you, because of the Lord your God the Holy One of Israel, for he has endowed you with splendour. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake their ways and the unrighteous their thoughts. Let them turn to the Lord and he will have mercy on them and to our God, for he will freely pardon. 
for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. As the rain and the snow come down from heaven, and do not return to it without watering the earth, and making it bud and flourish, so that it yields seed for the sower, and bread for the eater, so is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire, and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. You will go out in joy, and be led forth in peace. The mountains and hills will burst into song before you, and all the trees of the field will clap their hands. Instead of the thorn bush will grow the juniper, and instead of briars the myrtle will grow. This will be for the Lord's renown, for an everlasting sign that will endure forever. One of the special features of the book of Isaiah is that it contains four of what are known as servant songs in chapters 42, 49, 50 and here in chapter 53. Often the prophet refers to Israel as being God's servant but in these passages the focus switches to an individual. It seems that in the new era following the exile God will fulfill his people's calling to bring blessing to the nations through a single person. Chapter 53 describes this servant, not as a traditional warrior-like leader who will vanquish his enemies through violence, but as one who will achieve salvation for others by violence being done to him. He will suffer greatly, not for his own sins, for he has none, but for theirs and in their place. This is completely unheard of in the Old Testament, a totally fresh revelation from God. But the passage doesn't stop there. It goes on to speak of what happens after the servant's sacrifice has been made. After he has suffered, he will see the light of life and be satisfied. Therefore I will give him a portion among the great. Verses 11 and 12. Death, resurrection, forgiveness of sins, all set out so clearly more than 500 years before the birth of Christ. Immediately following this, the next two chapters are brimming over with new confidence and joy. Israel is told to expand its imagination and horizons and prepare to grow again as the Lord restores his covenant with them in compassion and kindness. There will be a glorious new Jerusalem, whose description hints at that found in the final chapters of Revelation, dazzling while also safe and secure. And then comes that beautiful invitation. Come, all you who are thirsty, come to the waters, and you who have no money, come, buy and eat. It's an invitation taken up by the Lord Jesus in John chapter 7, when he says, Let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. And in Matthew chapter 11, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Now that atonement has been made for the removal of our sins, the way to God stands open, the way to an everlasting covenant of his faithful love. And so Isaiah's readers are urged to seek the Lord while he may be found, call on him while he is near. God's plan of salvation is indeed greater and higher than anything we could have thought of, 
and his word has the power to fulfil these purposes. What joy this all brings as creation bursts into song and celebration. New life and lasting peace. To God be the glory. To his first hearers and readers, Isaiah's words in these three chapters must have been very puzzling, albeit filled with hope. But to us now, in the fullness of time, we've come to see and understand their fulfilment in the person of Jesus Christ. How does all this make me feel? Have I received Jesus fully into my life as Saviour and Lord? Maybe I just need to take a few moments to allow the truth and wonder of God's salvation to settle deeply into my heart and soul again today. Every Thursday evening during this coronavirus lockdown, we've been encouraged to show our appreciation of the National Health Service by standing on our doorsteps and clapping. At the end of today's passage, the trees of the field are said to clap their hands in response to God's redeeming work. How can I follow their example in praise and thanksgiving? In specific ways and with the whole of my life. And how can Sunday livestream services be occasions for heartfelt worship despite their armchair setting? Lord God, my Heavenly Father, I honour and adore you once again for the way you have brought salvation to the world and especially to me. Help me never to tire of hearing and speaking the good news of the Gospel. And in an age when so many spend money on what is not bread and their labour on what does not satisfy, I pray that you would open people's eyes and ears in this current time of crisis, that many would indeed seek and call upon you in true repentance and faith. In Jesus' name. Amen.